guys, welcome back to another edition of Hunter Real Finances with your host, Ms. Jasper. And I hope you guys enjoyed this topic. Today I'm going to talk about remote viewing and my experiences and how you can do it too. Stay tuned. by a bad sign, small point. Enjoy. Alright, let's get into it, shall we? What exactly is remote viewing? How do we actually remote view? And um, I'll share some of my experiences that I've learned over the years as a medium. So, and uh, sometimes it's easily tap into it, and sometimes you need to train yourself. For me, it is kind of natural. So, what exactly is remote viewing? It's like considered more of a passing um, fancy or a new age fad, whatever it is that uh, draws you to this uh, unique ability. Uh, remote viewing, which is remarkably not all that different from um, <clears throat> my voice from an uh, astral projection phenomenon. I think, in my opinion, it might be a little bit of both. Remote viewing can be a bit of both of uh, remote viewing and astral projection because um. Well, remote viewing is the art of what viewing um, events, people that um, are in a new future or in a past that we gain information from a specific source or a specific distance. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I have a hard time explaining what remote viewing is, but it's typically the art of uh, viewing events. And I always found that fascinating. So it's like the, the practitioners that we go into a deep state of mind, like a trance, or, um, or as you say, a meditative state of mind. Uh, we we focus on our on the, on the subject's attention, and we have to first know the targets that we want to remote view. Let's say I practice remote viewing the moon. Okay, so you know your target, you know what you want to look at, and so maybe you might get lucky to see what might come into mind, or if you have certain abilities, I like to say if you have certain abilities. Um, you know, psychic abilities, like, uh, if you, if you hear spirits like I do, that's called audience. I'm sure y'all know this by now, and that's my struggles here. So whatever, um, I might view something, um, uh, I might just simply hear, I may not necessarily see the, see the subject, but I might hear the subject, I might hear the message, I might hear, um, what, uh, location there is, uh, Whatever it is they're wanting me to perceive. And, um, 
and, and as I learned that if something actually scares us and makes us afraid, we can come back to our bodies right away, same with astral projection. It's just like, okay, here's the key. I'll show you guys right away. Here's the key. We have to, in order to remote view, which is the art of views, uh, events, people, whatever, we have to know the target. And, you know, once we know the target, we actually do back to whoever we're getting a reading for. For giving them the uh, impressions. I think they're called psychic impressions or findings. So, which is unlike, you know, astral projection or OBE, out of body experiences. Uh, I tend to experience both <laughs> from time to time. And we don't necessarily leave the body. However, we just project our mind or create a portal or conduit which, you know, allows us to receive information or to view the target in order to collect and relay whatever they may see or we may see. I've had quite a bit of uh, success from both viewing experiences, you know, and uh, which I'll share briefly. But here's a history of remote viewing. So, remote viewing was practiced as early as the times of ancient Greece. Yep, ancient Greece. But the modern applications can be traced way back to the 1930s. Resources say that scientists experimented with a clairvoyance, so petty, like I was saying, and out of body experiences, otherwise known as what astral traveling. So, the studies are the basis of for remote viewing. As time moves on, researchers practice and uh, study the above mentioned skills along with controlled experiments, focus on refining and formalizing remote viewing. And so, it's just to say that in the early in the early nineteen seventies, our research team conducted an experiment, you know, which attracted uh, the attention and funding from the CIA. So even the military and CIA would use people like us, you know, have abilities remote view. <coughs> so for the next 20 years, the research continues to be funded by the, even the U.S. government, as well as other governments around the world conducted in a secret. Um, and you know, interest that it's those in the in the defense agencies. So remote viewing was sorry about the noise was then used to collect intelligence from around the world, becoming known as the Stargate program. And I believe I heard about that Stargate program later, which is later discontinued and. Closed by the government in 1995. Some of those involved in the research and practice of remote viewing produced tell all books, gave interviews, and developed their own training programs and continued to conduct their own research. Alright, are you guys with me? Help? So, alright, here's the how to part. 
Here are some techniques that we can learn to how to remote view. Alright, first it's important to understand that the mental physical state require its successfully remote view. Uh, you know, such factors as stress, emotional or physical pain, many uh, others which might affect or distract you from the uh, practice uh, remote viewing will impede your progress and muddle your thoughts. So once you've cleared these elements from your life, and you're in a meditative state, at least monetarily, by, again, well, uh, by <laughs> meditation, the inhales and other things which assist in ensuring a stable and relaxed state of mind. You'll, uh, you'll be better positioned to achieve a success and again clear path to more positive results of remote viewing. And so the, the first key to how to remote view is to what what I've been saying so far, know your targets. Know your subject's target. Let's say if uh, you're given a reading and you and you uh they're wanting you to to remote view in their area, make sure you know their area, maybe that will help. And so one time when I did a reading, when I was just starting out, I was, um, I won't mention names, but I was doing a reading for this guy, and, um, and I was seeing his place, I was seeing this particular, uh, pictures that he had in the hallway, and, and I've never been over there, or even knew he had pictures in the hallway. You're like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. So, know your target. You can um, plan some simple experiments with your family or friends, whoever you feel comfortable with, um, as to the uh, inclusion of an assist or even an assistant who will place a picture or a note with a simple message or a symbol in an envelope. I can practice with you guys on live if you want. Uh, I'm always doing live on Facebook, so that would be cool. And uh, whatever, or whoever, whoever you choose as your tar your subject's target, make sure that there's no way you can get a hint of what they are, uh, what they're doing in order to ensure success in the experiment. Now, some people like to uh, blindfold themselves so that way you know we're not cheating <laughs> you know so and this is I don't necessarily like to blindfold myself but I will that, that helps to um, get error mind in, in the right state of mind right away for me I'm gonna start trying that blindfolded that'll be cool okay and then Another experiment can be that starting point during today, <laughs> um, right? But you can try sending your assistant out to another room, or even outside the house or building, and have them go somewhere and perform a simple ritual or daily activity. 
If you're not including the assistant, try to focus on the weather <coughs> in a particular location and quickly check it afterwards. My voice. <coughs> so, whatever your second target might be, start simply and build up to a level of complexity as you develop your skills or any type of skills. So, um, you can also consider the tools you might need. They could include um, a pad, notebook, pen, white paper. <coughs> to draw, sorry, to draw on or a voice recording device to report your findings. The next key to um, practice remote viewing, you might be uh, perceiving the targets. So another thing to remember is that you may receive cloudy information which is attached to your own memories and reaction to receive data or imagery. Now, in the speech of imagery, this takes a lot of imaginary, imagination. I love that word. <laughs> imagination. If you can do that, the rest is easier. Now, when we were children, we used to do what? Imagine. We didn't even have imaginary friends. See what I'm getting at? Alright. So, you should know enough about your own psychology to be able to sort out uh, through what is real and what is not related. So don't really, don't try to rationalize the data as it's coming. Just let it flow freely and let it flow to you. Alright, um, and, sorry, <laughs> Tennessee to lean on the table. Um, make sure that you are prepared carefully and ensure a clean and clear state of mind and body of okay, and body and go into a meditative trance like state or what or just close your eyes and simply focus on the um, visualizing there's another tool visualize imaginary go together okay. and developing on portal to the targets. Um, and whether you use the image of a window to look at through a magnified glass, use what works for you. Once you've settled into a um, more comfortable, relaxed state and had established your portal, even if your eyes are closed, Start writing, start drawing, start recording your impressions. You never know what may find, may shock you. <laughs> so, no matter how strange there might be, don't stop the flow of information and keep going as you perceive whatever comes. Even if it's a simple number, a simple name, a location, person, uh, it may not mean anything to you at the moment, but it might mean something to somebody else. Whoever you're going to read it to. Alright, <clears throat> so, let's take our first break. <laughs> mm -hmm.
back into it, shall we? And don't forget, um, the next key to successful remote viewing is, uh, don't forget to add the data. So once you feel that you've done, you can open your eyes and look over the results. Whether written, drawn, recorded, I like to record my, never know, you might capture EDP. <laughs> That's why I tend to record my dreams lately. Because I tend to, I kid you not, I want you to EDP. So, uh, you can note your reactions, feelings uh, towards what, you see, some people even like to draw what um, they're perceiving. If you're an artist, that'd be even better. Which I'm not, so I might be scribbling. Hey, there's a start. <laughs> That's a bit of, that would be like, um, what do you call it? Um, a bit of automatic writing. Maybe I'll talk about that next time. Yeah, I've tried it and it always kind of, kind of, um, scares me because it's a bit of more of a channeling, automatic writing. And I haven't really thought over the fear, uh, the, uh, the fear barrier yet. So once I do that, I can do a lot better, I think, channeling. So, yeah, maybe I'll talk about that next time. So even though you, you have a scribble or a bizarre drawing or a strange recording, Note that anything is possible if it strikes you or you feel that it feels relevant. So again, don't rationalize the data. Um, so you can't have any preconceived idea of what you are going to view remotely. You can interpret information after you record every impression and thoughts what you initially perceive. Alright, I, I hope you guys are with me this far. I would say, kudos! Woohoo! Thank you so much for listening. You didn't have to fit my podcast, but I really appreciate y'all listening, sharing all that cool stuff. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and then, key to a successful remote viewing would be rinse and repeat. <laughs> you heard that right, yeah. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> you you have the first wave of information, but it's time to repeat the experiment in order to build on what you already have accomplished. And that way, we get better and better. Uh, like I was saying in the other podcast, we are we are like fine tuned instruments that we need to tune up, right? And I'm also a musician, so um, I totally relate to that fine tuning instruments. Uh, so you can incorporate other methods, such as uh, using a Play-Doh, right, Play-Doh, if you have kids, you might have some around the house. Um, in my case, I don't have any kids, and we might have an island before you passed the, uh, we never had any children, so, but, anyway, so, we might have to get some Play-Doh, or another tactile medium, like paper, Everybody has paper or wire, you're a crafty person like me, uh, to build a 3D model of what you are perceiving. Or if you're an artist, if you're a painter, same method. Otherwise, you can use the same methods to record what you see or, or hear. And uh, even if it feels like you're perceiving new information, record it or build it in order to discover anything new 
might help with the uh, final results. So once you're done, repeat step three and on your data. You might also want to have someone uh, hide an object. Let's say you want to hide uh, a rock, and you see the rock in the room where they hit it. That can most really, right? Or if you lost a piece of jewelry, this can even be even better. Or if you're missing child, a missing uh, pet or animal, we can help so much if we get better and better. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So that's why I think this is so cool. Um, ability is to remote viewing. So remember our target. And remember we can uh, receive a message whether it be a person or an image. We can um, even remote view other planets. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, when I first started out, I was starting to remote view the moon. Just simply the moon, the Earth's moon. And what I saw was quite amazing. Now, if I was an artist, I would have, uh, you know, sketched it or something, but no, I'm such a drawing. <laughs> But I was able to see the moon craters. I believe that's what they're called. Craters. And um, I was trying to know. The interesting part was when I was trying to remote view the dark side of the moon, something was blocking me. Yeah. And whenever I was trying to block, whenever I was trying to remote view the moon, something was blocking me. Somebody just trying to stare me out, and uh, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get close on something. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm gonna keep trying to remote view the dark side of the moon. If you guys can do it, let me know. That'd be awesome. See what we come up with. What they're hiding on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> the dark side. Anyway. Last but not least, remember to start simple, but use simple targets um, that include clear and fully foreign lines and a minor Then you can build up to the level of complexity and so forth. So, I hope you guys enjoyed today's topic in both of you and my experiences and how to remote you. A little bit all of them brought up in one. <laughs> Alright, you guys stay safe. Have a great night. Alright, Mr. Nicole out.